How's everyone? How's everyone doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't incredibly emotional or anything. Wait a. <laughs> Way to bring that up, Jade. But Megan, I love you for it. I love that, like, and I'm sure Pedro loves it too, that you get genuinely scared, like, in the moment. It really freaks me out. I, I love you for it. I love you for it. It's such, like, an innocence to you. I love it. The fact that you, like, genuinely tried to save all of us and you you were mortified and horrified when, when you your hand slipped. It was just like... Oh, she cares. But like, if 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 I had like more presence of mind, I would have had Vasa say something like, "It's okay, Tin." But yeah. she just kind of went down, going, "Fuck you, Tower." I know. <laughs> um, but then I gotta, I gotta say though, Ertlebee's like, <laughs> join oh <my> me. <laughs> it was the greatest thing. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Can I I'll be honest with you guys too? Um, when it happened, I messaged Jane to tell her not to worry, only because I didn't want her to keep swearing at me during the game. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I was wondering why she was way too. I was like, "Why are you?" Well, so no, calm? I wasn't. I wasn't. I was only calm because I was like, "I don't care if Asa dies. She went out the way she would want to go out." I did, I just thought. told her, "Hold on." And don't worry, but I didn't tell her what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was because I was really worried that Jane would be like, "Fuck you, Pedro." But I did. Fuck I was you, like, "Fuck you, Pedro. fucking GM well, actually, piece of shit." Well, no. <laughs> then, like, I responded immediately back, "Kill Vasa, I dare you, I dare you." Yeah. <laughs> Can we get screen caps of that to share the, the time that this episode comes out? <laughs> No, but like I, I was calm, not because I was like I actually, I actually did think in the back of my mind that like maybe there was another way out of the tower that we had not thought of and down really was a sort of like a, a fade to black sort of death. But in my mind, I was like, I would much rather Vasa die here the way she would have wanted to die than some later by some accident. So I was like, you know what? It's sad, but I'm okay. Which is why when Robordo fell off, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I wanted you to live on. Like, I'm okay with Vasa going, but like, I don't need you to die too, Robordo. Woke up in a lucid dream now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no bards. World Walkers! What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, a weekly podcast that follows the hilarity and hardships of a group of world-hopping adventurers trying to save existence. The World Walkers have entered Ozen Tower and have already had the limits of their bonds tested. Faced with the threats of leaving members of their own behind to progress further into the tower, the group decided they would rather die as one. Each member of the World Walkers fell to their supposed end, only to find themselves before the door to the next room. The first floor of Ozen Tower has been conquered, but how many more await them? And is it too late to leave? Let's see what happens in Season 3, Episode 27, Trading Places. <laughs> the doorway that uh, appears before you um, is laced in uh, arcane runes, and you notice there is no door behind you now. Like, there's no other door. You don't feel like you can leave in this very moment as you look at that door. But if you if you manage to pull yourself away from the, the sensation of that door, you turn around and there is a door behind you. And you can feel it as the exit. So whenever you look at that door, you feel like you can leave forever. And as you look towards the other door... You feel essentially a, a pathway, but you can feel the path behind you fade away. You can feel the path behind you break away and no longer exist. So, which door do you choose? Uh, first, can we do like a big group hug? Yeah, Vasa's going yeah. around and she's like, she's kind of like, she's kind of slapping um, Roberto and 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 Rumblestone on the back, being like, "You crazy motherfuckers! I didn't think you'd follow." <laughs> <laughs> like that's sort of like having a bit of that moment. And like, can I just say, I was honestly okay with Vasa dying in that way because she died in the way that was truest to her, not willing to give up on the team. But when fucking Roberto stepped off to go after her, and then Bromostone, that actually got me kind of emotional because I was like, 
fuck guys <laughs> fuck yeah that was use, like that to I have me to was use like the I didn't <laughs> I mean, like, and that's and I mean and the, that's uh, my way of saying like cry heavily and then return <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. No, like, like, when Roberto chose to step off, that for me was like, like that was touching in a way I didn't expect. Because I really was just like, uh, you know what, I'm okay uh, with Vasa dying. I, well, I was like 80% Ten? sure, like, okay, no. But then, like, as like, when I'm like, okay, wait, maybe, maybe, maybe shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it was so, okay, like for me, because I was, I was like, when they were saying, oh, Tin, only you can do the flying, is like, I kind of knew. That it was going to be like, like, Tin was going to be faced with this idea of like, well, you can cheat the game, but like, you can only going to be able to save your friends and then, or like, your friends are only going to be saved and you're going to be left behind. And she was like, I think, like, okay with that. And then when fucking Bossa goes, and then Revort, and then Bramblestone, and she's like, now I'm going to be alone, but all my friends were too stubborn to live. Um, like... It was, uh, she was like, well, there's no point anyway. Can, can I be up front? You what? did really good. That was a very scary puzzle to create if for no other reason because, like, had they left you, that would have been it for Tin. Yeah. yeah. As in, like, the only correct answer was to go to the bottom or... Fuck yeah, Vasa leadership, two thousand seventeen. She falls as she's in a bag. She's like, Fuck I, me. I banked on the idea that none of you guys could leave the others behind. Yeah. But had you, the ones left behind would have essentially been dead. Well, Tin wouldn't have left everyone behind. She was trying to save everyone, but then when <laughs> that everyone was just my, was... that's what I banked on was that none, every one of you, for them, essentially would not let someone else go. Like they wouldn't care if they died. Or they'd be upset, but they would let it happen. But I banked on the idea that each one of you wouldn't. Right. I was really, honestly, super, super nervous. Be like, because you guys me, were on the Tim. platforms. No, you guys were on the platforms fading away. And I was like, cool. Well, and you were just all like not saying anything. And I was like, <laughs> no, you, thanks, guys. No, I was Bye. Like, you did a really good like, job, man. If I hadn't reached out, I would have. So. I was like. That's that was what I was banking on, but had you guys not, yeah, that ten would have died. And this is funny because we've and Tompkins actually, yeah, we would have lost a lot of mm. members of the team, but we've also totally abandoned Tin before. Like there was one time where she went <laughs> off to like be like, "What about that voice of Nina?" And you were like, "Okay, so you go back and look for her, right?" And we're like, "No, we keep going." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to make sure we appreciated how good we are at not doing that again. <laughs> so you find yourselves faced with the choice. You can leave this tower, but you feel like this is the last time you get to leave it. Mm-hmm. Or you can progress forward, but again, you feel like this is your last chance to leave. You're doing it. Let's do it. Wait, do wait, wait. Vasa, Vasa holds up a hand. She's like, you know, this tower. this tower's goal is to know us and to test us. But that being said, we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that it is but one piece of men of the story of Rolanus that Rolanus is trying to weave. You know, we can step out and look for another way. And bear with me, Tin, I know it was an ordeal for you, but this uh, fall yeah. <laughs> this fall has opened up the fact that if you were to fly the cliffs again, you would only have to make the flight once. We would be in the bag of holding, and you would only have to make the flight once. And from what I observed, you flew up fine when you were a distance from the cliffs. You only inca- you only became in trouble when you tried to land near the tower, near the cliff edge. But you still made it up there in perfectly good time with time to spare, what if you flew again you start flying a big distance from the cliff but when you pass the the actual top of it you keep going up you maintain a minimum distance from the cliff and then you fly straight inwards towards the path that you can see you don't touch down near the tower you don't touch down anywhere near the cliffs like what if we did that like while I was falling, I had a long time to think. It occurred to me. <laughs> it occurred to me while I was in the bag of holding. No, no, I was out of the bag of holding. Remember, I think I like stepped out oh, and right, everything. Right. Like I was, like it made me realize that we did. We don't need you to fly us one by one up. And you have made the flight. It is possible. 
and it was only dangerous to you until you came near the very edge of the cliff. We could step out now. We could we could trot. We could all get in the bag, and we have you fly as far away from the cliffs, but ultimately over, and then fly inwards until you can touch down on the path. We give you crystals to survive the buffeting of the winds if you encounter them. But like I think we should keep perspective that Rolanda's story doesn't isn't limited to this tower. This tower is a path of the story, but we can have another path. That's a good idea. I just am uh, I'm nervous that uh, perhaps like attempting it once and like if we had been successful in the first attempt like yeah we would have been like cool got away with it but like um you know after failing the puzzle so many times and failing the flying up and then you know we succeeded this puzzle i'm kind of wondering if it's like the story of the world wants us to like take on this challenge no matter what um and if like backing out of the tower is going to like the m- the more courageous historic or heroic story would be like to push forward not knowing what is in store for us challenge wise um when we know that like going through the other door is defeat i mean i'm okay with either option trying i'm just saying that is a good that point. That, like, I think that we've been punished every time that we try, and... I don't think we've been punished. I think we've just... We we had struggled with the first puzzle because we couldn't solve it, but at no point were we punished for any of our choices. It's just that this this entire world is one of choices that ultimately strives to know us better. If we're talking about what is the more courageous path, we have all just each individually chosen to fall to a potential death because we would not break this bond. I do not know any more further display of courage that we can possibly offer this tower. I do not know anything else we need to possibly show this tower in terms of what our team has. You know, if we step out, we have already left we have already left a story in this tower of what we chose and we chose each other. And if we step outside and we try the cliffs, yes, it is a struggle. Yes, it is incredibly difficult for Etin. But at the same time, you were born to be a messenger. And I know that's a life past for you, but I would have faith that you would deliver us. And then everybody <laughs> gets cute. plus 10 inspiration because Vasa gave us inspirational speech. <laughs> <laughs> Almost everybody. Oh, yeah, ten, uh, Tompkins, fuck you, whatever. All right. Wait, what? Because he's still, he's still in the bag. No one's letting him yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't no. know what's going on. But yeah, everybody else within range gets a plus 10. Roberto takes him out of the bag. He Pulls him up. Ca- here, have, catch, he crawls catch out and he's like, <gasps> did you, hear? you did it. Did you hear any of that? No. Uh, How'd you guys do it? Um, <laughs> We all, we did it together. Nice. That's, that seems right. Uh, I guess, once again, even though Tompkins has failed miserably to provide any sort of good insight uh, to this tower. <laughs> I wish you would let me know how you feel about Tompkins. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you're being it's a little not healthy to bottle it all up. Yeah, just let me know. <laughs> do you like Sorry, it? Do you not? Uh, I can't tell. You know, I yeah. can't tell. I'll try to be more upfront with my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Does Tompkins have any input on the doors he looks at you what what's up oh god damn it tomkins no what, what do you want vasa wants us to leave the tower and for me to carry everyone in the bag of holding like i did up since going up was not the issue coming down was the issue um she wants okay. me to try flying up again after resting and uh having crystals uh i was playing devil's advocate and said that the world i seems to punish us for when we try to uh t- uh take away the best story and the more courageous story would be for us to push forward after a near death experience despite not knowing what's ahead that's true. What are you asking? 
what 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 do you what do you never mind like what do i think like what should we do yeah oh um thanks um well i guess it depends on how much you trust the archon of light i guess um we have no idea who he is and he's just some we don't know we'll have we have he has given us no reason to trust him the cool. Archon of Light. I mean, he's Archon yeah. of Light. I kind of trust him, but mm-hmm. also, I also don't really pay attention to I mean, him. Yeah. I guess that's We're that, then. I mean, about... if you guys I'm, don't really I, trust him, then I mean... I trust him. I just don't think his, his role is to... I think we should stay in the tower. Bramlestone? I'm worried that the door is actually a trap. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, you've admitted defeat, you're dead. And that's part of the tower's test. It's like Would I get a sense that like I mean like Can we open the door and just look outside real quick? If you want to. <laughs> no, don't do it. Like is the Archon out there? Are you opening the door? No. Oh wait, wait, no. Never mind. Literally if anyone tries to open it, Ted would smack their face. <laughs> <laughs> we don't open a door until we decide which one to go through. I mean, both of them seem to be putting our eggs in one basket. And Tompkins raised his hand. He's like, "Yes, Tompkins." <laughs> um, if I vote, then we may end up with a tie, and there's no tiebreaker. Do I get a vote, or? Of course, yeah. you do, Tompkins. As someone who built this tower, maybe you have more insight. He has no insight. Yeah, uh, Tin's like, "That's what I've been saying this whole time. He's been fucking well, useless." No. Let's go. Tompkins, your help has been provided. From the very beginning, the tower has been the fastest way to the shard, has it not? The tower has been part of an obstacle. The, as we as it was offered to us, we could go through the tower, we could ascend the cliffs, we could go north, or we could go south. The obstacle is surmounting this checkpoint in the map. The tower is one such path. I, I don't think we should limit our view that the tower is the only way through, that the tower itself is the challenge. Ah, but it was the most direct, was it not? I think the most direct was flying straight up, as Tin did, and touching down. That yeah, was but- literally passing the obstacle that is this this wall. I mean, it's reminiscent of when we went to the town and the town was empty. And we could get in all the stores, but we couldn't, like, even eating, we were still hungry, it seems like. When Rolanus wants you to take a challenge, I I think I agree with Tin there that it's like that's the challenge it wants you to take. Yeah. Um. And, and I do remember Tin us having did, did like it wasn't. I mean, it was kind of like she survived the top by the, the skin of her teeth. Honestly, it was like it was a successful landing, but it seemed um she had, she had to take out all her luck. No, it was Tin coming down that really screwed her over. Mm-hmm. It was her yeah. coming down within the edges like, of the cliff. Yeah, she got like beat against like the side of the cliff oh. a whole bunch of times, and that was, Thanks, yeah. Tompkins. That was terrifying. No, it was scary for me. That's well, what I'm trying to say. Like it was. Well, the point is that like it's hard on all of us. Her the the danger came to her when she got near the cliffs, but she doesn't have to get near them. But I but I see that we're not actually debating whether or not how she can avoid danger on the cliffs. We're debating whether or not that's a viable option because you do bring up a good point, Bromo Stone, that when Rolanus was dissatisfied with the path of our story, it gave us a it gave us a dead end. Wait, when I'm sorry. It, it, it was Tin's point. <laughs> when it was when t- Bromostone <laughs> What? I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Uh, <laughs> Megan said that. that just, I'm being sassy. It's because you were like, you're right, Brevelstone, after <laughs> I've literally job, been saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> I do love that idea. Yeah, I just really mansplained Tim's idea yeah. and then got all the credit for it. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I probably wasn't saying it right. Well, it's it probably my fault. Tim, you two bring up a good point. <laughs> Um, but then, but then Vasa says, "Like I am, I'm only frustrated because I, for one, do not appreciate a tower, a magic, or a world manipulating my bond with my friends and family 
for their satisfaction. Or strengthening it, Tompkins says. Tompkins! You're part of this. But yeah. I feel like there's going to be a time later where we're on a cliff or something, or like, just like the tower, just like the tower, and we all jump off. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's going to be like, hey, aim for the bush, yeah. aim for the bushes. I think, yeah. and then it's like, I think I've seen it. It's us yeah. falling, and the camera would like pan up and it would say, like, the end. <laughs> Stay tuned for yeah. Join World Walker Second Edition. They'll, they'll, it'll be like, it'll be like, it's like, it's like, it's just like, it's, yeah, like literally just pans up. It was not exactly like the tower. <laughs> Yeah, it's just Pedro. It was nothing like the tower. (laughs) Yeah, I think I've seen like a parody of of like Peter Pan when they're about to jump off the the roof. They're like, we can fly, and they just fall to their deaths. (laughs) It sounds it sounds like we are being respectful of Rolanus's thirst for a good story, and we are proceeding forward. Begrudgingly so, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Vasa right. just takes a moment and she um, rubs her middle finger into the wall of the tower real quick. <laughs> so you're choosing to go forward? Yes. Yeah. Tim, are you choosing to go forward? Yeah. Vasa, are you choosing to go forward? Yes. Roberto? Yes. Bramblestone? Yes. Early? Yes. I can ask Tompkins myself in my head. No, ask him out loud. Wait, can I ask him, Tompkins? He <laughs> says, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. And with Tompkins' last words, um, the door behind you, the exit, vanishes. We're in it now. <laughs> so, uh, as you approach the door, it slides open. It kind of like it pulls itself into the uh, stonework. And then there is a staircase that leads upwards, and it winds around the circumference of the room. I swear to God, if that staircase starts disappearing behind us. Right? Okay, everyone hold hands, and we're all going to walk up together. Asa's not going to hold mm-hmm. hands, but she'll walk up. Oh, okay. Stubborn to the end. Well, I'm just saying, if we start falling, holding hands is the worst thing you can do. Like True. You ever seen those people skating in the ice cream? They're like, oh, guys, let's link hands, and they all fall. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> all right. So you make your way up the stairs. I, before I start describing stuff, are you all going in the room? Are we doing some kind of crazy commando shit? Are we? Can we take a rest <laughs> in that stairwell? You could. Because we should. Like a long rest. Well, at least let Tin. Like as you progress hers. up there and you ask the group that, you find that maybe 10 more stairs up, there's actually kind of like a landing. Oh. Yeah, let's. We should stop rest there real and quick. let give Tin some time. Yeah, to Tin needs some time to like, get, get yeah. to breathe. Again, her to get good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you need at least one d twelve hours to. Yeah. So let me roll. Let me roll to see how many hours. Well, I have to rest. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Four. Okay, so you'll get it in a long rest if you long rest. Will that bring back your luck points, or is it like one per day? It resets one? everything for everybody. Okay. Wow. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, as you ascend the stairs, you find uh, the next door, the one ahead of you, is just an iron door with bolts and nothing really exciting past that. Is there a trap on the door? It is uh, hard to tell. <laughs> it's a single mouse trap. <laughs> yeah, no, no one sees any traps with their passive perception. So, can we poke the door? Sure. Ting. What an adorable door sound. <laughs> <laughs> Tim I want to hear that again. The door. Yeah. <laughs> ting, 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 ting. <laughs> Charming. Quaint. Vordo gets out his bagpipes, and the rest of us are on door. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess yeah. we, if we don't find anything unusual about the door, we should just open it. All right. So you enter the door. You open the door and enter the room. We no, we don't enter yet. We look inside. It's darkness. Right. <laughs> what does Bromelstone see? Darkness. All and the way around. Yeah. Roberto will light a torch and throw it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you throw your uh, torch into darkness. <laughs> wow. Well, that. Bromelstone. Bromelstone looks back and says, "Are we ready?" 
And if everyone said yes, we would. Well, Vasa says, perhaps we should hold hands this time. Tompkins grabs your hand immediately. Vasa's like, she looks down and is just like, well, if anybody was going to hold on to Tompkins. Actually, Vasa takes out a rope and she ties it to Tompkins. And then she also holds that rope in her hand that also holds Tompkins. I don't want to be on a rope. What if we're all going? Tompkins? I don't want to be on a rope. I don't want to be on a rope. Tompkins? No. Tompkins? This is your own good. No, he starts untying it. Vasa starts going (laughs) and dragging Tompkins. (laughs) Okay. But I she like also reaches back for somebody else. Tompkins and Vasa were the only ones holding hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Tins would be like, I ship it. Like, okay. <laughs> so, so Vasa also holds out for somebody else to like come hold her hand as well. Just like everybody link hands. Let's go. Ernelby takes her hand. All right. I got I got the two people that I want to keep the most eye on. This is good. All right. <laughs> I, I'm only- I thought you were about to say, I want to keep the most. And I was like, that hurts a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tin's like, well, well. I mean, fair, fair, but it hurts a little. <laughs> yep, all right. I feel like I'm holding two little children. Let's go. Mom's got the younger kids. <laughs> all right. So you, esc- uh, you escort your friends inside. Are the rest of you going in? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're all, all holding right. hands. We're forming a human, like a, a humanoid chain, right? Like we're all holding yep. hands. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Dad so- gets the older kids. Mommy, yeah. it's the younger one. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> kids, kids, the kids, dad, hold hands, hold, hold, hold tight to dad now. Look both ways. Bromelso got the forge. Uh, Basso's have, got the little midgets. We're going. You don't have a hand. I, I like the idea that too, that it's more just like, it looks like the forge to have a Brummelstone, like a kid dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Probably reaching both hands up. Wait, who's Ertleby holding on to? Because Ertle's, Ertleby's holding on to one of the forge then. Oh, to make a chain? I'll yeah. hold on to ten. Okay. Two cats in one game? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Alright, so you all make your way in. Um, you enter the next room and immediately find yourself surrounded by a chill. The walls are much farther apart than the last room, which well, shouldn't be... No, you can't see anything. Right, I mean, you walk in and then you can see. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's you walk in, your eyes my- suddenly are filled with a vision of a description. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we haven't explored oh, that area yeah. yet. No, so as you walk into the room, you can suddenly see the room kind of fill up and almost build itself as you walk in. Um, and as you enter the next room, uh, you immediately find yourself surrounded by a chill. The walls are much farther apart than the last room, which shouldn't be possible, of course, as the tower itself was not nearly this wide on the outside. Nevertheless, the room is wide, 200 feet roughly. The walls and floor are rough stone, with some of the floor broken and splintered throughout the majority of the space. Scattered around the room are tall stalagmites, roughly five feet in diameter and dangerously jagged. The whole ground is like there are just different spots in the ground where it just becomes uneven and difficult to traverse. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Which part? All of it. Stalagmites. There was, there's, there's a room with a bunch of spikes on the floor and the ceiling. There you go. It's also cold. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just sent it to you. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, no, give me the really, like, plain text version. <laughs> Great mood set. I feel like that's where the record scratches, like, the music is in the like, I didn't get any of that. Tompkins pulls himself out of the rope and looks around, and he's like, this doesn't even make any sense. We, mm, and he just looks back at the door, and he's like, I know we can't leave, but, like, if we could. Um, if I look across the room, do I see any exit? Mm-mm. And then suddenly a voice echoes throughout the chamber as you take in the room. You travel together, trust each other with your lives. But how well do you know each other? Oh, Just shit. then, a wave of energy rips from the center of the room. At the last second, Tompkins grabs Ertleby and hides behind a rock with her. The rest of you, however, are not so fortunate. You feel this pulse kind of hit your chest. And everything seems disoriented, and the room doesn't make quite the same kind of sense as it did before. And then emerging from one of the stalagmites is a human with tattered black and gray robes. He holds a book in his hand that pulsates with a sickly green energy, almost as if he was the one that caused it. Following him 
an immense creature, roughly 12 feet in diameter. Long spider-like legs emerge from its center, which may very well be an exposed brain. A small spongy mouth stretches forward with several tongues that lick the sides of its lips. I like the collective. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Krang. Is it Krang? I'm going to be sending each of you something. I need you to not say what it is. I mean, it sounds like we're now in a movie of Starship Troopers and we got to kill some bug. It's going to try to drain our brain. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, that's it sounds like accurate. the dating game. Like, you're going to have to. Or like, <laughs> I, was, that's I was, the, I was thinking, the like, this is your life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ooh, it is a newlyweds game. There's like a mind player and it's just like. <laughs> How well do you know? Is that yeah. a mind flare? No, uh, not the way he described it. Can I just say that I'm more scared of this challenge than I am of the tower falling one? Well, I didn't know that Roberto's strength was seven, so I'm. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's now it's like eleven. Vasa built her character okay. on no. being secretive with her background. Nobody knows shit about her. We know about the black octagon. That's We're it. All dead. You don't hey, even Vasa? know what it represents. You know, you know, Vasa, I'm suddenly overcome with the urge to just really hear about all your backstory. Yeah, let me tell you everything. Let me start by when I was a little boy. <laughs> I meant girl, but... <laughs> I was going to say, you are holding secrets. <laughs> I'll be sending you something on Messenger. Um, okay. I'll go ahead and describe it this way. What happens is that when that when that pulse hits you and you kind of your eyes adjust, the room doesn't quite make sense. It, you're looking at it differently. As each of you look around, Vasa, you turn to find yourself awkwardly standing, confused. Roberto, you look and have the same situation where you kind of look to the side. Each of you can see yourself somewhere else. Can I reach out to touch my face? Roberto, you see yourself approach yourself and then touch your face. What? Oh. Okay. So, I'm going to send each of you something real quick. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, I'm going to explain to uh, Olivia what I've sent out so that she doesn't okay. feel left out. So, everyone has gotten a series of tips on how to play their new character. <laughs> Remember, I had you guys all send your character sheets? Yes. This is why, so I could study your character sheets and properly explain them to other people. Oh my god. So that god. you would not feel overwhelmed. I need basically Vasa and Roberto to trade sheets, and I need Megan and Wesley to trade sheets. And then the super exciting part is I'll give you guys about five minutes or so to kind of read this over, and then we'll start. Ooh, super, super fun and exciting. Gosh, I hope I hope you can understand. I hope you can understand my like little notes to myself. <laughs> Wait, we can discuss with each other. You got five minutes to essentially do whatever you want. So, okay, I'll just be um, here drawing soccer mom bus. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys don't hate me. No, this is really cool. Okay. Um, <sighs> I'm kind of crying about that strength, um, that charisma, and that intelligence also but the, give me pain. The, inter- the, the important thing to remember about Roberto, as you probably already figured out, is that he's a finesse character. All of his weapons use finesse, so he doesn't actually use his strength for anything yeah. unless he's trying to yeah. jump or something or grapple. I feel like if you don't get Kirum, I'm sorry. <laughs> It'll be okay. Um, <laughs> Just run away. Uh, that's your main attack now. Uh. Okay, so like astral dice. Yes. Um, it basically, once he uses them, does he like go back, or nope? Is he just he just can't use anymore? And it is you have seven dice. It's like you know how like you have inspiration. Uh, Kilrum has inspiration in the form of these astral dice, so he can choose mm-hmm. instead of like getting to re-roll or get advantage, he can mm-hmm. keep adding d sixes to his different attacks and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so actually look. really, really cool. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> this it is the is class cool. I made up, so um, I was pretty excited about it. Yeah, so the idea basically, like, if you hit and you do some damage, you're like, this isn't enough damage. Do I want to pour some of these astral dice in here and up the damage? Or you can, if you attack, you can be like, do I want to burn some astral dice to up his attack 
roll to see if you can hit, you know, and you can yeah. always spend a die and see what it, you choose how many. You don't have to like roll all of them at once. You can okay. roll a d6 and be like, fuck a two. I'm rolling one more. I've also added like, I sent the thing that holds all the spells I got like on my side adventure with the nomad and the cloak. I don't know if you included that because that has like other capabilities. And the boots of elven kind, which give me an advantage. So, yeah, Brummelstone's cloak. If you don't know, you if you fail a saving throw, you can use the cloak to pass the saving throw once a day. Wait, saving what saving throw? Uh, any Just spell. Any oh. So if I hit you with a fireball and you fail the save, you can be like, no, nope. I'm going to roll again. This is what's known as legendary resistance. It's the kind of resistance that dragons and other powerful creatures have. And it's a cloak of dragon kind, I think. Okay. So the scales Uh, of the dragon allow you to resist one spell a day. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, Claiborne's cloak. Oh, whoa. He's got really cool boots. Yeah, he's got cool boots, too. (laughs) I got him on my side adventure. Now, what happens when I don't want to... Trading places back. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you that while I I worked on this, I I did secretly feel like happy. I was like, for one game, Wesley's going to get that gun. I'm going to finish something. I'm going to finish something. It'll actually, yeah, sorry. It'll actually be really interesting to see. Um, I'm interested to see what everybody, how everybody plays, Gosh. if everybody, what kind of notes that I provided, if they have any effect on gameplay choices and stuff. All I want to really do right now, I can tell you, is thunder wave a bunch of people, knock them down, and then just like pinpoint and shoot them off with like action surge. Just take like all these shots at them, like just, like, <laughs> they're like, Rawr! everyone falls, pop, pop, pop. <laughs> Just to confirm, just to confirm, I have in your inventory for the attacks, I have a rapier, a longbow, and a whip, and then yes. below that, one rapier of sharpness. Does that mean you're carrying two rapiers, or you only have one rapier, and it's no, a rapier it of sharpness? It was just one. It was just an explanation for myself. What it so you have, you, you have, have a rapier. one rapier of sharpness. You have one rapier of sharpness, and all yes. this time, you could potentially cut off a limb or a portion of the body. Yes. But I don't ever roll well. Enough. You did it once, though, right? I did like it, oh, yeah, I did it once. We were like, never, so oh, yeah. Like, this, I, whole, I, this whole, like, if attack roll is over 20, you get additional damage. That's fine. But does yes. that mean you can't roll to potentially cut off a limb of the body unless your first roll was over 20? Or you can still try to cut off no matter what? Yeah, so anytime that you attack a creature and you roll a 20, then the target takes an extra 4d6 slashing damage. Then you roll another d20. And if you roll a 20 on that one, then one of the limbs goes um, basically based on the GM's uh, call. And then there's the light option, too. I don't know if he wrote that down. Yeah, so um, whenever um, Roberto wants, he can speak a command word, and it causes the blade to shed bright light in a 10-foot radius, and then dim light for another 10 feet. feet. The fuck? (gasps) You have a He-Man sword. Okay, I'm. I'm. <laughs> that's literally what I'm writing. He-Man sword. Also, I don't know if he wrote this down. Um, when you attack an object with this sword and hit, you maximize your weapon damage dice against the target. Wait, say that again. So, if he decides to attack an object, not a creature, he does maximum damage to it. Oh, okay, because of the rapier sharpness, or because yeah, of who he so is? Like he can pierce doors. He can okay. like yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Did you not know that? I did not know that. I had to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Uncanny dodge is fucking crazy. Dude, Kilgram is like so much HP. Like, <laughs> yes, he is the tank. Uh, can I? I don't know if you've said it in the notes, but like a lot of the spells um, are based on reactions. So, uh, wait. Okay, what? Well, yeah. Well, everyone knows the difference between action, move, reaction, and uh, bonus, right? Let's. Can we just do a little? Sure, sure. So, in any given round, these are the things you can do. You can take an attack action, and then anything that falls under attack action, you can use. Usually, it's casting a spell. Using the attack action, usually lets you do your melee attack stuff like that, right? Um, You can also use the attack action to move. So that's how you get double moves. 
Okay. Um, you can use the move action to move up to your full speed, right? But there's two other things that you, sh- you guys have. There are things that count as bonus actions. So, for instance, uh, Vasa's cunning action is a bonus action. So she can do that in a uh, in addition to other things, right? And the other thing that you have is reactions. Reactions are things that trigger after something happens, not... They're not interrupts. So if, if I say, like, I want to stab this person and you have a reaction that lets you counter that, right? It's a reaction. So after I stab someone, then you can do the reaction unless the thing specifically says otherwise. So, like, um, Kilrum has a reaction where before someone's attack lands, he can coat people in protective magics. Yeah. But for the most part, when something happens, you have to, it has to happen for the reaction to go off. So um, Vasa has an ability called Uncanny Dodge. Um, whenever someone tries to attack Vasa, she can choose to take half damage by burning her reaction. Once around. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's... So a, basically mm, every single round. Every single round, Vasa can cut her damage in half from damn. one attack. Yeah. So if like a giant brings a club against her and smashes her for 30 damage, she takes 15 if she chooses to. That's pretty cool. <laughs> as awesome. long as someone has to use a d20 to attack her, then she can uncanny dodge it. If it's a fireball, area effect, stuff like that, dragon's breath, that's not going to work. But if it, if they have to roll a d20 to attack her, she gets to use her reaction to do that. That's cool. All right. Uh, if we're like in battle... Can we say anything to the other of like You can shout oh. as a free action, yeah, and be like, Hey, you should be doing this, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Okay. Okay. Quit shaming me. I didn't know if there was like, yeah. It's up to we you guys, like, yeah. I had to be hushed. I want them Damn. all to come by. Uh pro tip. Uh you can use your bonus <laughs> yeah. action to cast. Alright, yeah. let's all roll your new initiatives. Mm. <laughs> So bad. All right. So this is going to be tricky. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Tin, what did you roll? A two. No, I just 10. 21. Thank you. Oh, shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, Pedro. I just. <laughs> no. Tompkins, I hate you. <laughs> Whoever's body you're in. Bubble stone. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a two. That's on brand. Uh, <laughs> Vasa. 19. Wait, do I add anything to it? Your initiative what? modifier. What's... <laughs> do I add my dex? Yeah. 26. Whoa. Wait, what did you go to 19 and got a 26? Because I rolled a 19 just with my dice. Yeah, and then you add your dex bonus. I add my dex bonus, which is 7. Mm. You have 7 she, for dex? Because of proficiency? Is that what he's accounting for? He's accounting I for... Prof- I just need your dex bonus. <laughs> oh, just, is it just without proficiency, right? So look on the left. The have you been adding your proficiency this last year? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> an initiative roll is just your dex bonus unless you have a feat for it but <laughs> I'm asking Enzo if he's been adding his proficiency bonus for the last Guys, 40 well some games each other? this is a great question how well do we know ourselves is really <laughs> 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 always going first how does he gonna, do it every time? this is going to be such a great blooper <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Damn it, Enzo. Whatever, I do like two <laughs> no! damage, so it doesn't even Stop! matter. What? <laughs> what is uh what what is Vasa's dexterity bonus listed as? Plus four. Plus four. And you're at nineteen? I'm at nineteen, so I'm twenty-three. Twenty-three, alright. <laughs> Woo! You got this math. <laughs> Ertleby? Uh, continues to sit over here in the bush. Did you roll your dex? I mean, uh, your initiative? I'm You're helping. in this fight. 
I was just going <laughs> to yeah. stay over here. Right, drawing. All right. Well, let me send everybody my picture of soccer mom Vasa. <laughs> first things first. Hold on. Please hold. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. It's so detailed. Madonna and child. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it weird that Tompkins looks a little bit like kind of like one of those cute little monkeys? That just yeah, yeah. On. That's Tompkins. <laughs> a seven. <laughs> and Roberto. Roberto has plus four dexterity and... So 38. <laughs> 394. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, I got a 17 total. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Ken, that's the thing though i haven't been going first a lot all right so um the uh two entities that i described earlier are in the middle of the room and this is a 200 foot wide room which means they're 100 feet into the room uh vasa it is your turn oh shit um vasa is <laughs> vasa is unusually very unsure of her unusually very unusually unsure of herself um <laughs> Vasa will pull out her bow, bow. Mm-hmm. and um, I think Va- Vasa will take aim at the dude. Uh, and it is 80 feet, so you'll uh, fire with disadvantage if you take the shot, unless you move forward first. This is scary. I feel like I'm responsible such a huge responsibility. That's um, true. You're all responsible for each other in a way you haven't been before. Yeah. No, trust fall, guys. Trust fall. Uh, Roberto shouts out, I'm fast as fuck, trust your legs. Raza runs forward for 20 feet, um, and then takes out her short bow, and takes aim and shoots it at the humanoid. I got a 25 to hit. 25 is a successful hit. Yes, Vasa deals 10 piercing damage, and then disengages, and then run, runs Doesn't back. have to disengage, because she's not okay. in combat with anyone. Okay, never mind. After that, yeah, so you uh, fire off an arrow. Uh, it strikes true, catches the um, this new person in the in the shoulder. He winces back, pulls back, and then narrows his eyes at Tin. Uh, Tin is ready to finish his game early. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Tin confidently uh, reaches her hand out gun appears she pulls it up and she aims she's gonna focus fire uh what is fire fire? i mean just fire at the same guy oh okay um yeah i'll take i'll take i'll take a shot are you gonna try using the sharpshooter can i say that you can shout it out yeah and just Uh, describe it you can't be like hey look at your sheet yeah (laughs) Uh, do the thing that you do more damage. Sharpshoot. <laughs> you don't know what she's talking about. What are you doing? Um, I'm gonna... If I understand sharpshooters and mechanics are, I take... I lose... You minus five plus ten damage, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you gotta do that. Damn it, Rommel Stone, explain it better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, 14 plus eight to attack. Is 22 minus 14 plus 8 minus 5. Yep, yes. okay. or 14 plus 3, I guess. 17. 17. Um, that is a hit. Yes. 2d10. That's my 10. <laughs> Let's finish this. I'm the finisher. <laughs> <laughs> we just started, but it's, it's cool that you're excited. <laughs> no scope 360. <laughs> Alright, so there's no sound, but he winces back with this powerful blow that like rips through his side, and now he's absolutely focused on you. I get to, um, I do the two actions, so I get to do another shot, right? Mm-hmm. That happens a lot, don't worry yeah. about it, just keep going. <laughs> don't worry, I'm sure. They usually get real. Just throw kill rum in front of me, we'll be good. Point. 
10. You fire off that blast, and the next it hits his other side, and he's like keeling over. He looks terrible. Um, Roberto. Oh. Um, so he's a he's a hundred feet away from me, right? Mm-hmm. Which means movement-wise, I couldn't possibly reach him in time. No, okay. I don't believe so. Um, in that case, so the spell of um, spells don't have a distance limit, do they? They do. Yep. What's the, what's the distance limit? Depends on the spell. Did, uh, are they not written down? I can look them up. Well, no, no. I mean, like, I don't have to be within a certain range to cast my spell on someone. That's what I mean. Oh, it depends on what it is. Like, uh, cure wounds requires a range of touch. Um, some spells require 30 feet of uh, space. It depends on the most spell. So what I want to do, and I'm assuming this is going to be an action because it doesn't sound like it's going to be a, a bonus action or anything. Let me know if it is a bonus action. I'm going to cast silence square on the, the guy who looks like he's a magician or something. That's an action, yeah. So. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to roll to cast Silence, um, uh, which has a 20 ra- 20-foot radius sphere mm-hmm. directly centered on this magician-looking guy who's looking pretty beat up. How do I How do I cast it? That's it. You just say you do it. There's no save or anything. All right. So I cast it, and then, <laughs> and then I... Um, basically, it means that... Um, I'm pretty sure it means that he can't do any sort of spell casting because he can't speak, assuming that that's how he casts them. And then I I announce this. I say, you know, don't go if if you if you cast spells, don't go within twenty feet of him. I've cast silence. Um, and then I only really have my bonus actions and my move actions. So I'll actually move forward. Um, I guess what's my limit? Thirty feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll move forward. Well, it might be more. I don't know. Roberto can move forty. Forty. Oh, move forty. Okay, so I'm going to move forward uh, I have a lot of health, right? Yeah, I have a decent <laughs> amount of health. Um, I'm going to move forward Vasa is ahead 20 feet. Yeah, I know. Um, does my bonus action count also as a move? Uh, your bonus action is only used for certain things. Like, Vasa gets a whole bunch of options because of I her know, cunning action. I know, I'm so limited. But as a bonus action, there's not a lot of things you can do. I don't know. We're so, okay, so I, I really, so I can't use my bonus action to move a second round, basically. No, no. Okay. In that case, I'll just move forward 40 feet with my movement, uh, basically ahead of Vasa. Um, and then I'm going to, now can I use my bonus action to throw a flask of oil onto uh the spider creature? Mm-mm. It's an action. <laughs> you can like, uh, use an object as like, you could have <laughs> like corked it open or something like that, but no, you can't do okay. anything like, meaningful with it. Alright. Um, what? If I have dual wield, why do I only have one sword? Oh, I, ha- I used to have two. Roberto used to have two, and then he lost it, so now he has a whip. He doesn't have another rapier? Like, your sheet had, like, five oh, of them on there. No, no, sorry. The, one of the rapiers got melted. Do I have five rapiers at my disposal? No. Sorry. I, one, I only have one. One of them... I had. I used to have two. One of them got melted by the... In this... Okay. So, do I... Because I'm a, a ranger or whatever, do I gain any advantage using shields? Like, what do shields even do in this game? Uh, they give you a plus two AC if you're proficient in them. Am I proficient in them? Uh, no. So they're useless to me. Yep. Yes. Okay. So I'm just carrying a dead man's outer shell for no reason. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Looks. Oh. All right. In that case. <laughs> I think we put it in the bag of holding. In that case, <laughs> I um, I still plant myself in front of in front of the Vasa so that like I, I, don't, I think I'm too far away to provide half cover but such that like line of sight wise sure. you'd have to look at me first and yep. then I also shout over my shoulder I need another weapon as I'm holding my rapier sharpness but I also like you know I've announced this, this, the spell of silence I've moved forward four feet, 40 feet in front of the Vasa and I've also announced that I need a weapon and then I end Bro, my turn you have a whip I don't, that can be. the whip doesn't do anything. Why would I ever it's, use a whip to attack a creature? Still, it has. It has. It's no. Still, 
It still does damage. No. <laughs> it's better than nothing. Uh, well, it shouldn't have anything. If Roberto, if, if Vasa Roberto had his presence of mind, I would burn the switch so that it was no. never used. <laughs> It is, a waste of a, it is a waste no. of a Colossus hand. It was a backup weapon. At no point, at no point Does was there it, any conversation, at no point should there not have been a conversation of like, gee, hey, you know, I'm really powerful with two weapons. I don't have two weapons anymore. Can I get a second weapon? No, I'm just going to use this piece of yarn and try to kill enemies, okay? <laughs> No, doesn't doesn't a whip actually give you some distance? Like you can attack from ten feet versus five or something. There, yeah, yeah. So you at least get the advantage of like they can't. You oh, can like, not be in direct like, immediately with if them. If I was fighting a creature with short arms, boy, they better watch out because I got that whip. <laughs> is what I'm. Well, they have to move in the combat. Like even like you can keep them at a distance where they can't swing at you. Like someone Roberto has to be looks five over, feet. Roberto looks over his shoulder and shouts, "I need a second weapon." It's a good, the good creature whip. in the middle, the large brain-like uh, force that kind of is. Hu- um, oh, yeah, yeah. Does the silence thing because they're standing so close to each other? Does it encompass also the brain creature? Yep. Okay. Okay. You see it kind of rise up, and you discover that it can fly. Oh, and its legs pull up, and you can hear almost hear like this little like this little skittering noise. And it just starts to just starts to lick its lips, but it looks like it's waiting for something. And then the gentleman uh, that has been so absolutely uh, damaged, he moves forward and moves himself out of the the twenty foot area. <laughs> and <laughs> nice try, bitches. <laughs> The perfect plan. <laughs> How dare you inconvenience me? Um. <laughs> he's he's gonna come for ten, isn't he? He always come for ten. This is where he's gonna kill ten. Yep. <laughs> Damn it, Pedro! If you kill ten, if you and Wesley die as ten. <laughs> so the person moves forward and then uh, darts behind a rock. But as he's moving, he kind of brings his hands low, and then he reaches into his book. He plunges his fist into the pages of the book. There's this sickly green that comes out, and then he rips out this energy, and it flies towards uh, Tin. And then it slams into you. And the green energy flows through you, it hits your chest, and then it encompasses you, and then you watch as that green energy stretches out and also slams into that brain-like apparatus, that brain-like creature, and then it just... And it seems to relish it. And in the moment that energy hits and dissipates, you see it fly forward with incredible speed, dashing directly at Roberto. Roberto, what is your AC? Okay. I guess because my hand was out waiting for another weapon, I'm technically not dual-wielding, so I don't get the bonus one AC. Correct. Which means I have 17 AC. Right? Right? Right, Enzo? Only you had some yarn. (laughs) (laughs) It's good yarn. It's a good whip. (laughs) I need you to make a constitution saving throw, Roberto. Oh, I got a uh, 16. You only take 16 damage. Um, What happens is that... Uh, one of those legs kind of comes out and then it's the leg itself splinters into like five different thinner sections and then it reaches forward and it scratches into your stomach area and just tries to rake you across with it right once it plunges in you can also feel your mind being ripped apart but you basically fight off the effects of it uh, just through sheer constitutional will and you're able to stave off some of that damage. So you take 16 damage. Uh, the second attack misses. What was the second attack? What the hell? Um, Ertleby. Uh, Ertleby is curious about Magician Man. So she's going He's to hiding use... now. I mean, you know where he's at. 
but he's hiding. Uh, he's he's got full cover. He's he ducked behind. He ducked behind a uh, stalagmite. Can she cast hold a person on him? You can't see him. All right, she's gonna move to where she can see him. So he's a hundred feet in. So you see, I you'd have to take she a wide. Doesn't do that. Okay. <laughs> she looks where the um. There's the monster, right? Mm-hmm. She's going to use entangle on the monster. All right. So some. But it. Hmm? Sorry. So vines begin to erupt from the ground around it, and its moving gets a lot harder. Alright. What's the uh, saving throw I have to pass? It's 13. So yeah, you watch as the uh, ground gives way to roots and vines that sprout up and then entangle the creature, and you watch it kind of struggle. Uh, Brummelstone. Oh, that's me. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. It's like um, there's two Wesleys in the room. I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> uh, wait, and then how do I summon the dude again? The kill room? Does he summon like right next to me, or can I summon him at a certain point? He's usually right next to you, I believe. Oh, okay. Then let... I'm going to summon... Sorry. Can I, can I summon him? Yeah. So Kilrum was already released. What are you doing? Uh, I guess then moving, moving him, him to be ready. Yeah. Okay. Or do you want to double move him to make sure he's in melee range? Uh, double move him to make sure he's in melee range. All right. And then after that is uh, Tompkins, and he looks very confused, and he he looks to um. You, Vasa, and he says, what, what should I do? Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Hide. Uh, hi, uh, hi, yeah. Hi. Dip your hand a rock. Roberto, please. <laughs> <laughs> Tompkins, get behind a rock or so help me. Yes, what Roberto said. Oh, okay. And then he takes off behind the rock. Damn it, Tompkins. <laughs> 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 oh so New round, Vasa. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys are killing me. New round, Vasa. Um, Vasa is gonna keep looking for the fucking the human dude. He's gonna, she's gonna chase. If you Where burn all of your speed, you can you can get in range. Yes. So now you're 20 feet away from his spot. Um, Voss is going to turn around and shoot her bow at the brain creature. Attack is 19 to hit. That's a hit? Yes. Five piercing. I take aim at wherever I think the mouth is. Well, we're from behind. Oh, okay. The, oh, sh- there's no butt. So, um, oh. Vasa dashes forward, turns around, fires off her bow, and then the arrow slams in to the creature, and it kind of and just this terrible sound. Um, and then you and Tin, t- or it, it and Tin, take two damage. Tin, you feel like you've been shot. What? What? Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 27, Trading Places. Thanks to everyone for listening so far, and a huge thanks to all of you who have become members of the World Walkers Patreon community. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod, which you can find at Incompetech.com, and the sound effects and additional music come from Sirenscape, which you can find at Sirenscape.com. died and this is all happening in Tin's <laughs> mind. She's like, oh she's, like she's like rocking in a corner and just like thinking about the successful oh, it's story. It's like a padded a padded room inside the tower as yeah. it like zooms out. Yeah. And now she's like on display for whenever like future challengers come to the tower. It's like that's what happens to you if you fail. Right there. <laughs>
Why did Earlby get left out? It's probably because my character sheet was in such bad disarray. I had, like, the wrong number of hit points. <laughs> There's a couple of reasons. Um... Uh-oh. No, um, honestly, do you guys? I'll, I'll be, I'll be really uh, transparent here. One of the reasons I did this is because I didn't want someone to have to play Tompkins and feel like I fucked them. I would have gladly played Tompkins. I, I, but I was worried that the group would have felt like, Aww. wow, Pedro, when you do this, you, you, you fuck us in half. Like, Aww. I'm happy over here with my good friend Tompkins. He's the going other, to tell me lots of stuff. The other reason is that of all the characters, Ertleby is by far the most complex because of all the different shape changes she can take. Someone who plays Ertleby would be weighed down by all the different shapes and stuff like that would have had to have sent like you can't just have a sheet of Erdelby, you have to have all of Erdelby's animal forms too, plus her spells. Like it it would have been nuts.